Heidi ho, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm doing great. Well, well, well. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. Today, I want to give you a little encouragement when you're facing what seems really tough odds for something you really want. Like what? Landing on the moon? Hmm. A little more down to earth than that. I was thinking, for example, of trying to get into college, where maybe you're one of thousands of people applying for a few hundred spots. Or say it's the week of your high school prom, and it seems like everyone else is already paired up. Who are you going to find to go on the big date? Ew, teenagers. Or a real example from my life, as both of those were too, Say you are in a new place and you really like it and you're looking for somewhere to live. That happened to me many years ago and it seemed like everywhere was already taken. And I finally found one perfect house in a perfect block in a perfect neighborhood and it was even open and available and I called them and I said I want it and you know what they said? What? Someone called five minutes before you it's off the market. Oh, no. But the truth was, and this is what I want to teach you today, I didn't have to solve the entire system of higher education. I didn't have to solve the entire system of romantic relationships. I didn't have to solve the entire system of the housing market. At least for me, myself, I just had to find one right answer. But you didn't find the house. You didn't get the house you wanted. Well. Then, I didn't. Two weeks later, I still didn't. A month later, I still hadn't. But two months later, I did. And that house is where we live today. Really? Strange to think. If I had found the first place, the one I really wanted, you would have grown up somewhere totally different. Whoa, bonkers. If I'd gotten a different date, you'd have a different mother. I wouldn't be me. And if I'd gone into a different college, who knows if I'd have the same knowledge, experience, and opinions to be sharing with you on this podcast today. We might not even have a podcast. So that's all I want you to remember. Yes, as a society, we have to solve these bigger systems. But as individuals, when you just want a person to be with, a school to go to, a place to live, or any other big, but often intimidating opportunity. You don't need to solve the whole system. One right answer is enough to work for you. One, and you're done. As simple as that? Let's take one of the biggest questions people, especially adults, ask you all the time. What are you going to be when you grow up? I don't know. There's so many different things I enjoy doing. How do I choose? But that's right. I don't have to get into architect school and be a ballerina and be a cowboy while serving as the librarian of Congress. I just need one good thing at a time. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called, So We'll Go 
no more a roving by Lord Byron. Do you know what roving means? Roaming around? Exactly. Going around, having fun, getting into trouble. So we'll go no more a roving so late into the night. Though the heart be still as loving and the moon be still as bright. For the sword outwears its sheath and the soul wears out the breast. And the heart must pause to breathe and love itself have rest. Though the night was made for loving and the day returns too soon, yet we'll go no more a roving by the light of the moon. Troublemakers, can I read it? Yes. So we'll go no more a roving by Lord Byron. So we'll go no more a roving, so we'll late into the night, though the heart be still as lovin' and the moon be still as bright. The sword outwears its sheath, and the soul wears out the breast, and the heart must pause to breathe, and love itself have rest. Though the night was made for lovin', and the day returns too soon, it will go no more a rope by the light of the moon. What do you picture these rascals getting into when they're roving? Maybe they're in the woods, or I picture them mountain biking. Or maybe they're wandering down alleys, climbing fences, scaring cats. Yeah, who knows? But when the moon is bright, sometimes it calls you out. Have you ever been up and at them at the middle of the night? Nope. I usually just sleep, but sometimes, very early morning, so early it feels like night, you'll wake me up and we can go hiking or do something fun. We call those wind walks, don't we? Yeah. We're trying to go out before the first wind of the day because it's so still at that very, very, very early morning or that very, very late night. That's part of the magic of it. And by their roving, they're bringing a bunch of energy to an otherwise calm and quiet part of the night. Sure are. They're roaming around, exploring. But the sword outwears its sheath. The soul wears out the breast. The heart must pause to breathe and love itself have rest. So even though it's a bright full moon, maybe a lovely night, they're stirring, they're pulled. They decide to stay in. Maybe they've reached a new point in their life. They're ready for the simpler pleasures of going back to bed. Yeah. I picture them in bed with a flashlight and a good book. Or hey, maybe writing this whole Stop roving. Start writing. You got it. Roving, writing, reading, and then probably snoring. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I have a vexing question from a listener named Elsa in Teton Valley. Elsa's vexing question is, what is granite made of? Ooh, hard question. Get it? Hard? Granite? Hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll hit the rocks and the books. And I'll let you and Elsa know the answer soon. Okay. 
Sounds good. I'm back, and I've got the answer to Elsa's vexing question. Granite is a famously hard rock whose name comes from the Italian word granito, or grained, because you can see the major minerals in it with the naked eye, like oversized grains of sand. The pale pink grains are feldspar. The combination clear and speckled grains are quartz. And the black green bits you sometimes see may be forms of mica. Now, granite is also an igneous rock, meaning it's solidified from lava or magma. And you know what that means, don't you? Granite comes from volcanoes. Uh-huh. Magma comes up and out, full of minerals, before cooling underground and turning into solid granite. Because it's so hard afterward, people throughout history have used it for construction. Granite is part of everything from ancient Egyptian pyramids to modern bridge piers and gravestones. Anything you want to stand the test of time. So granite would be the perfect couch pillow work material. Sure, if your couch pillows were solid rock. Hmm, that might not be as comfy for curling up and reading. But if it means my forts last a thousand years, I'm ready to rock. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, Submit your own vexing questions and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.